Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Retro Resolutions. I believe this is episode 15. And uh, I'm Dylan. This is Matt. And uh, today we are going to talk about the year 1991 uh, in video games. But before we do that, I want to talk about what I've been playing this late this week, this lately. I don't know. Our schedule's all sorts of crazy, and I'll talk about that more in a sec. But uh, I'm going to go first because I want to talk about the GameCube. Uh, okay. A friend at work got me a GameCube. They just gave it to me, and I modded it. I put a Pico Boot uh, mod on it. Uh, I've got a Game Boy player um but what i've been playing on it mostly for the last few days is um pokemon coliseum uh, which i played as a kid i was just telling matt before we started recording uh that um it's a great it's got a single player mode on the console it's like the only um the the gamecube was the only place where they had a console specific uh, single player mode, like an, an adventure story mode where you could go and catch Pokemon. Uh, and uh, it was, it was kind of revolutionary at the time in order to fit the constraints. That's weird to say of a console. They changed the style yeah. of the story and the circumstances of the story. So rather than like going on an adventure, fighting gyms and getting badges and catching wild Pokemon, instead the story revolved around um, a nefarious team who is stealing Pokemon and making them evil. And uh, they used a special device uh, that allowed them to catch other people's Pokemon and then they were turning them evil. And then you, the protagonist, has stolen this device and is using it to steal back the Pokemon and turn them good. Um, and so it's it's been all right. I've been having a good time with it. I've also fiddled around with a few other games that I played as a kid. I finished, <laughs> amazingly, I finished a uh, save of a run-through of The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker that was la- the timestamp on it was I and I was re- pretty close to the end. I only played like three more hours, maybe four more hours to finish the game. Uh, the timestamp on it was last saved in 2009. Wow! So I picked That's up that amazing. save and just I brought it to the you end. Had a save that old? That's great. Uh, yeah, the the other save. So that was actually the secondary, like the heroes mode of after I had finished the game the first time. That save is still on the memory card. Last saved in 2007. Wow. Uh, so I've been having a lot of fun with the GameCube. Um, I think it's great. Um, and I know that I could have been playing a bunch of this stuff on the Wii, but there's just something special about it being a real GameCube that has made it a lot more fun for me. So uh, that's what uh, I've been what doing What do you lately. use for display? I've been using my 13-inch uh, JVC PVM, uh, which is just the most incredible display I own. Um, like even compared to modern displays, it is so good. Uh, the only downside of course, is that it is interlaced. It's 480 I. Um, and my screen, this screen is actually so sharp for a CRT that at it's 750, um, TV lines, which is really, really high. Um, and it's like the resolution of the screen, but it's for analog video. 
really high and uh it's actually so sharp that interlacing is really kind of obvious <laughs> so if you move at a high pace um you can actually see like the comb uh from the interlace you know like so for those who don't know how interlacing works because digital video has completely re- replaced this basically interlaced video is two 30 frame per second videos at the same time that are every other line so uh it's it's 480 lines but it's every other line happens every other frame so uh it can on a modern display look really flickery and wiggly like that like it's got kind of a bob where it kind of moves up and down on some display depends on how the display handles it and on crts it generally isn't very noticeable uh unless that crt has a really good uh uh precise scan and then it can be more noticeable but it's it's fine honestly it's because i'm so into the tech that i like notice it um yes but uh it's it just looks out of this world good so uh, i've been having a really great time with that i could i could gush about it longer but i won't so i know um, (laughs) what what have you been playing matt so uh uh after you had told me about your amazing, and I still think you just have this amazing karma where video games come to you, uh, <laughs> or video systems just find you, or CRTs yeah. find you. Uh, but uh, you know, after you start talking about the GameCube, and and uh, for both of us, the GameCube has a special place in our hearts, and. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Unfortunately, I paid too much, but I'm really glad I ended up getting a GameCube because, you know, one of the things that I really enjoy with uh, us talking is that, especially when we have the same kind of system and we talk about it back and forth and what games we're playing on that specific system. So, you know, I happily uh, got a GameCube. Uh, I happen to know someone who's really good at soldering. That's you. And uh, I'm excited to uh, mod it with the Pi Pico uh, in the near future. But uh, between now and then, uh, I got a good S-Video cable uh, and used my Sony uh, PVM. Yep. Or Yep. And uh, uh, what's the screen size on our PV on those Sonys? They, I think, are uh, eight inches. Um, eight inches viewable viewable yeah and, measuring uh, measuring stuff like that is always weird um, it is so, weird you know especially that diagonal and of course the, yeah, the aspect curved. ratio is obviously yeah. different than you know modern monitors but uh uh yeah so it's 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 uh you know if, to me it's i i just i am so in love with that crt and it's just it's very PBM. good it's very good. It's it's and it really is a PVM. I mean, I, I say CRT, but it really is a PVM. It's got yeah. Well, so it's a it's a CRT PVM. It is a CRT. Um, PVM. But yes. if you just say CRT, the reason that I say PVM is to clarify that because uh, if you just say CRT, 
people think a TV that they was, do. you know, with a remote and designed to like get a cable or a right. radio signal. And this um, is but not these that. ones actually don't have tuners in them. PVMs. That's what makes them different is they don't have tuners in them because they yeah. were only for like video uh, production. Yeah. And production and like, like camera medical. monitors, like at a, yeah. you know, uh, you know, uh, these ones thinking... actually, the one you and I have that are very, very similar, these eight inch monitors, yeah. these ones were actually um, for field production of video. So oh, that... they would, yes. yeah, they would take them out, throw so them up on a folding table. Yeah. yeah, well, they could, they, they're, they've got a handle on top. You got a and... handle, yeah. And they've got battery bays. I know, I'm, battery I'm never going to use this. Yeah. And they have a DC jack, so you can plug them into uh, yes. a DC uh, power. Power, yep. And, uh, and you know, what I like about a PVM, too, is aside from the jacks on the, the professional jacks on the back, is the front, you've got, you know, all sorts of nice little tweaks, like the DGOS, uh, DGOS, is, am I saying that right? Yep, yeah, there's the DGOS button. The DGOS button, it's got, you know, you've got tint, contrast, all right there in nice little knobs. And, and again, uh, I know yours, your, the difference between ours is you have the higher resolution. And, uh, but I'll tell you, the, the lines on this thing just look so great for, oh yeah. For, for gaming. And so I've got an S video in from the GameCube and uh, I bought one of, uh, of course, one of my favorite games from that era was Super Mario Sunshine, which I consider uh, a retro classic. And oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. And uh, so I did buy that uh, just to test out in between the time, you know, that I can get it modded. But uh, uh, so that was one of the that was probably the main game that I've been playing the last couple of weeks. And it uh, and again on that that pvm crt it's just oh, it just looks so good and uh, yeah you sent me the little boot screen and yeah, the uh, boot screen looks it's cool. so good on your your pvm uh it just looked really good doesn't it like i kept watching that video because i was like oh man even though you know just being able to record using my phone to screen it still looked just amazing you know yeah. uh but yeah just the boot screen from the the gamecube to playing super mario sunshine uh was a blast uh and then the other thing that i uh tried out was based on again your excellent recommendation you and i are both huge fans of 8-bit dough but uh uh i got a uh 8-bit arcade joystick uh and that thing is beautiful. It first of all, it's really heavy, uh, which I like. It's got some really not really heavy. It's got perfect weight to it. Is the better yeah. way to say it. It's just it's nice. It's weighted down. Uh, it's got really nice rubber pads. So if you put it on anything slick, it's gonna just lock down and stay. Uh, but even playing on my lap, uh, using the I used the two point four gigahertz. Uh, USB connector that it comes with. It can also do uh, Bluetooth, uh, but uh, uh, the 2.4 gigahertz, plug that into my mister and uh, played several arcade games, some yeah. fighting games, uh, some uh, just 
games that of course I love to play at the arcades. Uh, uh, and, and so the other game that I really played was another one of my classics. I know I go to Shinobi a lot, but this time I went for Contra and, uh, and, you know, I still remember hearing and seeing that video game for the first time at a Godfather's pizza in small town, Idaho. You know? <laughs> it was just like this game, uh, you know, it was such a game changer, uh, for, uh, side scrolling, uh, shooter type games. And, uh, it was just so fun. And, and I have to say the NES port was incredible. I just, I, that's, of course, I honestly prefer to play it on the NES port, uh, just because that was probably where I played the most. But playing that on the 8-bit dough with the arcade joystick and playing the original arcade uh, on the Mister was a thing of beauty. It was great. And so, yeah, so those are the two games that I really focused on was Mario Sunshine and, uh, and Contra, the arcade on the Mister. Nice. So tell me about uh, 1991 and why we are dedicating a whole episode to a year in the life of 1991. Yeah, so I think that 1991 might be one of the best years of all time. Uh, not just in video games, but also in my life, because sure. it is, in fact, the year I was born. So I thought uh, it would be fun to do a year um, starting of course this will only work until next year. If we go all the way till next year, then we'll, I'll need to pick a different year. Uh, but I thought, great. you know, on our birthdays, we yeah. would pick a year to talk starting with our birth year. And then we could get, you know, year after year, you could talk about like, Oh, well the year I turned six was yeah. like the best year in video games since 1991. So, uh, I just, you know, uh, we could, I, I have to say that, you know, obviously I'm much older than you at this point, but I'm also, uh, I feel like uh, I've always, I, I always have kind of assumed that you were like five years older than you actually are. So like 1991 to me, I would have not have guessed that that was your birth year at all. So that just yeah. kind of. Totally I'm sorry to do that to you. Five. Yeah, no, that was uh, great. That was great. It's totally. funny you say that because I went to a baseball game the other day with uh, my family. I took the kids and um, my dad came and uh, the concessions had a long line. He gave me some money and said, hey, can you go get me a beer? So I went up to the beer stand and was like, hey, can I get a beer? And, you know, I was born in 1991, so I'll be turning 31 this year. Yeah. And the lady behind the counter uh asked me for my id and i was like oh yeah actually my wife is holding my wallet because she's in a different line for food so i just like yelled at her i was like hey can you throw me my wallet and i completely whiffed and missed it but i picked it up <laughs> pulled my id out and handed it to the lady and she looks at it and gives me this like it's not gonna play well on audio but she, her face just looks like this <laughs> which is just like a like a befuddled look befuddled like, disbelief yeah. And I go, what? And she's like, nothing. It's fine. And I go, all right. I, okay. And she goes, I just, I didn't think this was, I didn't think you were going to be that old. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, could be worse. It could have gone the other way. Right. Yeah, I'd rather, right? I'd rather look way younger than I am. Yes. So, 
Uh, I, I get both ways though. Cause yeah. you know, well, and I think, and honestly, and I would say from, from looks, I could see how people would see you as younger, but I also think that you're very mature. And so, you know, yeah. uh, you know, take that as a compliment, not as a, yeah, Oh you. man, you look so dirt old. I mean, wow, <laughs> you know, yeah. you are older than dirt, my friend. No, you're not. Absolutely not. So of course I don't have memory of, the year 1991 especially because i was born in this second half of the year uh but it was a monumental year i might say in video games so i wanted to just talk about why it was monumental and uh just reminisce about some of the great stuff that happened that year in video games so i'm on the wikipedia page for um 1991 in video games and uh i just i want to say this right up front sonic the hedgehog was born in 1991 he was born actually just barely over two months um before me and uh he uh remains a a icon of video gaming um good and bad (laughs) yeah you know it's uh sonic the hedgehog and i and i knew that was coming i was waiting for it i knew it was going to be the first thing on your list i'm glad you got it out there but uh uh you know this was a time where you know uh of course the sega genesis had been out and the one thing that sega had struggled with is having an icon for their systems, you know, you know, before mm-hmm. Sonic, they tried Alex kid. Yeah. Before Alex him. It was, it was in it. Yeah. It was like, it was all right. But of course, you know, it's not Mario, you know, right. it's not Mario Sonic, you know, was, was a game changer for sure. I mean, it was, it was, it was huge. And, you know, uh, Obviously, Sega was really trying, especially with the advertisements. But sometimes I wonder if they even had to try because I think it, you know, the game became super popular. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I remember, of course, that and this is also the year that the one of your favorite systems, of course, the NAS, the Super Nintendo. uh, Yeah, SNES. SNES came out. And uh, so... For Sega Genesis to have a uh, icon, a character, and a game like Sonic was 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 big time. Yeah, uh, so we don't have to linger on on Sonic, uh, but you know he's he's probably the most notable character or franchise. Well, oof, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, he's maybe the most notable franchise established in 1991 in video games absolutely yeah um yeah i I wouldn't say that sonic the hedgehog one is the most notable video game to come out that year though right uh so i mean there's just a ton the other big the other huge thing that came out in 1991 was as you mentioned the super nintendo which brought with it super mario world yeah which you know, is is uh, certainly uh, a mainstay 
in retro yes. gaming. Um, many people consider it still the best video game ever. Right, um, right. And right so. I can totally yeah. respect you know. I, I personally think there are plenty of better video games that I'd rather yeah. spend my time on, but it's pretty good. It's it way is. up there. And yeah. as far as yeah. video games that came out in 1991, man, it blows the pants off of most of them. It does. Yeah. Uh, but Nintendo just could not be stopped in 1991 because they also oh. released the uh, Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past in Japan. So it didn't come out in North America until the next year. But uh, in Japan, A Link to the Past came out and Metroid 2 for the Game Boy came out in North America that year, which is a great video game for the Game Boy. Uh, It is. Yeah. So, you know, I don't own very many physical games. And as we were talking about it before the show, the podcast, the I own Metroid 2 on the Game Boy. You know, it's like that was... I went through it like probably early pandemic. So, so about two years ago, I went through the Game Boy version nice. on a, on the Super Game Boy. Nice. Uh, uh, on my uh, Super NT, my analog Super NT, I went through the entire game, which meant I had to use the original save system. Yeah, I oh, didn't. Man. I didn't have save states, and I played it, through it was that game. Codes. Right? No, it had it had a save battery, but it Oh, uh, it did have a save battery. Okay. Yeah, but the original it wasn't... the original Metroid had, you know, those game codes that you had to write yeah. down and then you had to manually put in these horrible game codes. Sorry. Obviously no. that was really traumatic for me. So, you know, when yeah. every time we bring up Metroid, I think of the intro screen for the original Metroid and I think of the darn game codes. So, yeah, yes, no, those codes, those codes are brutal on the original Metroid. So uh, how did you, did I you have to save in certain areas in the game, or how did? That yeah, work? there were these little save pads uh, yeah. that you saved on, and right. um, I pretty distinctly remember that I like went through the last portion of the game, uh, and I got like cleared everything out, and then backtracked so that I could save. And then run straight to the boss because, you know, you're going to have to fight the boss a few times. But the save is not right before the boss. You got to go through a whole rigmarole. So, like, I went, got all my, like, I went through a whole thing to get all my health uh, and and filled up, topped off, saved. So that anytime I died at the boss, I could just hit reset and get back at it. Um, Yeah. Great, great Game Boy game. I would say that I think that the be- there are better ways to play Metroid 2. There, uh, yeah, and I think especially now with the... Didn't they redo the... They redo- did. They, so there was... I played... So before I played Metroid 2 on the Game Boy, I played a game that was a fan remake called yeah. AM2R, another Metroid 2 remake. And yeah. it got uh, DMCA'd by Nintendo. But, you know, it it's was out. released, which means the internet is forever and it's out there. You could find it. Yeah. And I would recommend you do if you're looking for a great way to play Metroid 2. Yeah, um, that but is, Nintendo, that is... oh. Nintendo also re-released 
like did a remake of it um, oh, on the uh, 3DS um, made yeah. by the people who would go on to make Metroid Dread as their first original Metroid. You know, and... that was a good one too for the 3DS. I, I know you're not a huge fan of the 3DS, but yeah, boy, it was, it was, it was really. No, as far as ways to bring back a game from 1991 on the original Game Boy, that's a great way to do it. They did a good job. You know, and, you know, the one thing I loved about the Game Boy was that, you know, I liked a lot of games. Like, I think it's one of the reasons I like Tetris is that I wasn't super competitive about the score. So if I had to turn it off and do something, you know, it was a portable system. So Metroid, like that one where you had to go and find safe stuff to save it was pretty frustrating when, Oh yeah. you know, you're, you know, if it, it was not the most portable of games, you know, but yet it was made for a portable system. And so uh, I think that was kind of frustrating. It but. is, it is a smaller game uh, overall compared to like, the console versions because it 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 had like i don't know 21 or something metroids that you had to go hunt down and kill and so there's like a counter in your status bar at all times Mm. of the metroids left that you had to kill and uh and so like at any given time it would only be like 10 to 15 minutes worth of progress that you probably would have to lose if you if you had to turn the game boy off suddenly um but yeah uh so that, that you, oh, that's not too bad. i'm gonna you know honestly you know again i own the original cartridge so now you've got me wanting to go back and play it I, I would, my memory is a little lighter. i would maybe use safe states though yeah I, I was if say, you're playing it today i would too. recommend safe states yeah that's a good point i and i you know uh we could dedicate a whole podcast on save states because that was another game changer in the way uh, both we could the games that included save states, but also the way you could use, especially emulation and the the ability to add save states to older games was, Oh, that was big. That was so big. Uh, Oh yeah. uh, Especially well, so, so sa- difficult games, you know. Yeah, so save save RAM, like yeah. it was introduced in in the Legend of Zelda on the NES, is one thing, but then save states where it like saves the state of the system, so the that you system. could, yeah. So <laughs> so basically, it just it brings the whole system back to the point at which you saved, which is different than the save. Uh, ram because because yeah. those would would only you know you reset the system it has to go through the boot cycle and it has to go and check the save information which is only a portion of what you've done yes. you know it's a whole thing but you know and this was really smart and and this is why i was thinking of save states is that and i and honestly it probably you're right i think there's a good differentiation there but uh like the snes uh classic had like a safe state type system uh, yeah. where you could, you know, uh, and then it and had the rewind really function. Uh, and it, yes. And that was for me, the rewind function, uh, you know, I never really used that. Uh, I think there were some emulators that had uh, a rewind, but that was really well done. How, the, how you could use the controller and, you know, go back yeah. very easily. Yeah. 
oh, that was really cool. But uh, I would agree with that. I think Nintendo somehow managed to do a really great emulation feature that was better than what emulators had already been doing. Yes, and that's which is rare for Nintendo. Uh, I mean, it, honestly, it's a bold statement, and I think on, this is probably the one time we would both agree on yeah. on that Nintendo had done something better on on an emulation system. Uh, but uh, so one thing I want to say is that uh, I want to go back to 1991 in that. Uh, this is where I was in my life. So this will kind of different. So you were born in 1991. I was a boy. I was, you know, those eighties movies where the, the nerd gets the girl. That was kind of where I was. I, it was 1991. I was 17. I had just returned from a semester in Germany, uh, which was really amazing and it was a huge eye-opening experience from you know i was born in uh oregon in a bigger city but then it was like my whole life was in small town idaho so you know going to uh uh even just flying into chicago to take off from there to germany it just was just mind-blowing you know seeing this city that literally all you could see from horizon to horizon was a city from an airplane just rocked my world. But, uh, so I'd come back from Germany and, uh, I was dating, uh, we had cheerleaders, but you, uh, we also had, uh, these, uh, dance teams that were kind of like these, uh, very similar to cheerleaders, but they, 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 at the time, cheerleaders didn't really have competitions. It was really about these dance so it's like teams. a, it's like a bring it on situation. It kind of was. And I, okay. yeah. And so I, I was dating one of the girls from bring it on and not okay. the movie, but in my own little small town. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, I uh, was like, Oh, you, you were dating, um, what's her name? Eliza uh, Dushky, yeah. Or Kirsten Dunst. Uh, sure, I would have, yeah. I would have dated Eliza Dushky personally, okay. but whatever, you know, uh, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst or clearly I've seen that movie. And the reason I like that movie is because I uh, was dating uh, uh, this, uh, w- this woman for uh, about a year. We dated for two years, but uh, I would go with her to the, to the competitions and uh, they were great. Uh, and I absolutely loved watching her perform and she was really great. But after their performance, I was I was probably playing a Game Boy, you know, uh, at you know you know in a in a school audit, you know uh, basketball auditorium, just like you would imagine, you know, on these competitions, and uh, yeah. So 1991, I was 17 and playing video games on a Game Boy for real. Uh, the original model, you know, the big bulky, you know. Yeah. The DMG, you know, it's the called. The DMG, yes. And uh, uh, so anyway, yes, we were both in uh, clearly different places. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, uh, very true. Um, so, oh, so going back to uh, 91, the one thing I want to talk about a little bit is arcade games. Oh, uh, yeah. And, you know, honestly, by 91, the arcade games, I think, were on the down we're spiral, you know, uh, 
Uh, really? I do. But I mean, not to say that there weren't some great games that came out later, like, you know, the Mortal Kombat series that, you know, I think revolutionized a lot of fighting games and things like that. But at least uh, the amount of video games that were coming out by that time were starting to slow down. A lot of games were being, you know, going straight to uh, systems, uh, home systems. But Terminator 2, the movie had come out. And I was also working at the movie theater. And uh, I was very, very proud of the fact that I got to see Terminator 2 a week before it came out because we got the reels in. You know, security was so lax back in the days in movie theaters back then. You know, it's like if we had recording technology, oh, man. Well, uh, in 1991, by the way, the first web page was published ever. Yeah. Just, yeah. And I mean, it was, I forget the guy's name, but he published a web page. Uh, the first web page, 1991. I remember uh, telnetting into, uh, so to get to the internet at this point in time, at least in small town Idaho, you had to use a dial up modem and. It's like a BBS? BBS. You could do BBS, bulletin board systems. I was telnetting into the Idaho State University to get to the. Uh, to get to the internet. Uh, and at the time, there were no, well, there was one web page. Uh, there were no browsers. So I don't know how that web page was even published or people could view it at that point. But what I remember is uh, playing online text dungeon games. So you could actually, you would. It was the first. So, like an online version of Zork or something. Yeah, kind of, kind of like Zork, exactly. So it was a text game, and you would you would tell that into it, and and uh, you know once you got connected to the internet, then you would tell it. You know, you would give it an IP address because that's all you could do, and the IP address would go to like, and the one that me and my friend were playing was like a, it was like a Star Wars dungeon crawler type game you could travel to all these planets it was all tech space but what was cool is other people were playing at the same time with you this was like the first multiplayer experience that i really had was the, like there were other players connecting and playing uh i don't think you could fight i don't remember ever like battling against other people it was more about like you could kind of say hello or chat but really you were just doing a text game that was uh, being constantly added to. So like the movie Predator come, you know, came out in, I think, 86 uh, or maybe not, but it came out in the 80s with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and they'd have a, they'd add a planet, you know, be good, like Planet Predator. And you, even though it was a Star Wars game, they would add all these other universes that you could go visit and you could fight, you know, predators or whatever with a text. I mean, it it clearly you know text based you know it for me those were great because that was one of the first video games that i ever played was text based but uh nowadays of course that's a pretty big stretch but amazingly that uh that game i was talking about which i'm gonna have to look up now that i started blabbing about it it still exists today they it's you can still uh uh you have to use a different it's no longer telnet but you can you can log into the system and play this text-based game it's pretty nice really that's kind of neat but terminator 2 uh going back to 
uh, was the video game, the arcade Terminator 2. Is that the, the a, light gun game with the Mantis? Yeah, that one's great. And it was, oh, and uh, if I remember correctly, you know, you couldn't even, the game, the, like the, the, the actual, uh, they were like fake Uzi. Yeah. Uh, and they were mounted to the, yeah, to they're the mounted to the cabin. There's you two of even, them. Two of them. And, oh, it was a blast. That was like the first light gun game. Like the home ones were always kind of a joke. Back yeah. The, the Super you Nintendo like, one is kind of garbage. Oh, it you know, it was like Duck Hunt was sort of kind of cute. But after Duck Hunt, it was just all downhill. You know, it just, light gun games were not fun at home. And they even made one for VHS. You put in a VHS and it had a system that connected, uh, that did the light gun. And yes, uh, and it was like a space game and you shot at it and it was like, oh, it was terrible. You know, it was just awful. But uh, it looked really cool from the arcade or from the t- commercials. Did I tell you about the the uh, the Laserdisc game that got ported to the Wii that was like a cowboy shooting gallery? You actually showed it to me. Uh, oh, yes. We did a screencast. and uh, uh, Oh, no, it was YouTube, right? Was it on, you saw my YouTube video of it? Yeah, That's what it, it was. It was YouTube. And, uh, honestly, I, that, that like... <laughs> That old like technology is it just kind oh, of blows me away sometimes. It really uh, does. And that was yeah, that was I, I can't believe that got ported. Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. Uh all right. Other notable so, things. Do you have any I, arcade games that were any uh, arcade games from ninety one that really pop up? Well, like? actually, yes. Uh, there's maybe the arcade game was yes. released in nineteen ninety one, and that is Street Fighter Two. It is Street Fighter. I was waiting for you. I was like, okay, I know you know one. You got to bring it up. Street Fighter 2 came out in 1991. uh, And it is still probably the most well-known fighting arcade game, right? It really is. I mean, Street Fighter 2 is such holy ground when it comes to fighting games. I got to tell you, this, this is, well... This is almost certainly not 1991 where this memory comes from. It's probably more like 92 or 93. One of my earliest memories, like the thing that my brain can reach the furthest back in time. It's like the James Webb Space Telescope, right? Where it's taking a shot and you're like, oh, that light's from 16 billion light years away. So it's we're looking that far back in time. This is my brain shooting way back in time. One of my very earliest memories is of a video game, Street Fighter 2, that my dad was playing at his on his home PC. Wow. And I, I I was I called it Guys cuz I like was like 2, I could barely talk. Sure. <laughs> so I called it Guys. <laughs> uh so Street Fighter 2 came out one of my earliest memories. Guys, is playing guys. Us, is playing guys. We're watching my dad watching play guys. Your dad play guys. Uh, but yeah, that uh, game came out in 1991. Wow. Do you remember, uh, man, I would be curious like uh, what the specs were on that computer back in that day. Too. Me too. I have no idea. I didn't even, I asked him recently and I was like, did Street Fighter 2 even come to PC? And he was like, yeah. Yeah, it did. I'm like, okay. Because because it, it could have been they were like a bu- going around at the time there were there like were. there were like these hacked yes like real terrible versions yeah uh, like I should do ports. some 
Yeah, but they weren't official ports. They were just. Oh, no, no. <laughs> they were yeah. like illegal ports that you downloaded off of a BBS. I mean, they were. Uh, although I am looking here. Um, they did port in 1992. Wow. Did I nail that? Uh, oh. That is such an early, a one-year-old memory for me. Uh, like me at the age of one. In 1992, they, they did port with three floppy disks, Street Fighter 2 to the pc to dos yep good old dos yep uh so yeah he, he must have had the pc version of street fighter 2 on dos wow uh it, in europe it came to the uh amiga atari st commodore 64 amstrad cpc and the zx spectrum wow but in america and Europe, it came to DOS. DOS, yeah. yeah. That's amazing back then. I mean, I remember, so uh, my grandparents, uh, when I graduated high school in 1992, uh, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I graduated high school in 92. Uh, you were a year old, and uh, yeah, you would have still been a year old. You wouldn't have. I would have not even old. been a year old because if you'd have graduated in like June. Yeah, I would have not right. yet made it no. to one year old. You would have not been a year old. So yeah. my grandparents uh, bought me a computer for graduating, uh, you know, which was really amazing. Uh, and uh, I, my first computer was by this little known, uh, well, not the computer, but the processor was by this little known company. Even my dad was like, are you sure you're, you really want to get this one? And I was like, yep, I, I think this company is going to just go places. Uh, that company's AMD. name? Intel. AMD. Oh, AMD. I actually was going to say AMD, but I thought, no, it couldn't be. It was. It was one of That's their funny. first processors and it well, wow and now they're one of two computer chip manufacturers now they're one of through you know uh, uh amd uh i believe originally stood for american micro devices i don't know if it still stands for that anymore but uh hmm. uh amd yes intel was apps i mean my parents had Intel. they were they were monolithic even back then they yeah. were monolithic even back then they were and that's why my dad questioned it he's like I don't know, you know, if you really, uh, the 486 had just come out and, but to a lot of people, including myself, the megahertz was, uh, 33 megahertz, 33 megahertz for a 486. Uh, AMD came out with a 386, uh, which honestly those boards at the time at, you know, especially when it was first released, there wasn't a massive improvement, uh, but it was an it was an AMD 386 40 megahertz. Uh, it was screaming 40 megahertz, four zero. But at that time, that was that was rocket. You know that was rocket speeds. And so, uh, it had a hard drive, which was still very optional back in the day. That back yeah. in the day. How big was the hard drive? Like four megs. Yeah, it was. Oh man, I, I mean, I. At most, it was 10 megs, you know. Uh, I had four megabytes of RAM, uh, which was good. Yeah, I was going to say, that seems like a lot. (laughs) It was. You know, most had two, 
uh, and, yeah. and most people started with one and upgraded to two, but I went with four. I, even me in high school, I remember telling my friend it was ridiculous that he had two gigabytes of RAM, which of course is like literally a thousand times more than what you're talking about. But I thought Isn't it was it? so. I know. I was like, two is so much, man. Nobody's going to use two. Oh, yeah. Totally. How silly. Yes. How silly. Yep. Well, anyway. and it's like, you know, four at that time was like 32 gigabytes is now, where it's like, yeah, right. it's, it's starting to become more common. But honestly, 16, most people, of course, get by with 16 gigs. Absolutely yeah. fine, you know. Uh, but uh, I was so excited because Shinobi, uh, Sega started putting out some of their video games on PC. And uh, as I've told you before, uh, the the PC port was, it was such a ripoff. It was such a horrible ripoff. It was like, oh man, just, just the worst port. And especially for such a great video game, it was, uh, yeah. So that's definitely back in that time period. I know I'm kind of in 92 a little. I'm yeah, definitely in 92, right. but, but you know, 91, 92 right there. But yeah. Uh, let's see what else in, uh, in, yeah, uh, 1991, um, uh, F zero also came out in 1991. Oh. Uh, wow. so captain Falcon and samurai Goro were born just a, literally a, just a few days before me. Um, wow. yeah. Uh, let's see. Road rash was released. Oh, wow. Um, Fatal Fury first came out in November of 1991. Wow. Uh, and I think, I think that these ones are actually going to blow both of our minds. They did blow my mind earlier when I looked at them. So these companies, these companies were founded in 1991. These and they're video game companies. I'm on the video games in 1991 Wikipedia page. These video game companies, and I can't believe that all of these here are got on the list in 1991. Wow. Vicarious Visions. Wow. Id Software of Doom fame. Yeah. Born in 1991. Bungie. Wow. 1991. Bungie? Bungie. It was founded shot. in 1991, which is crazy because you think of them as the Halo people for 10 years later. But like, you know, they were making Mac games throughout the 90s. So yeah. Bungie, yeah. 1991. Yeah. Uh, Silicon and Synapse, which would later be renamed to Blizzard Entertainment. Blizzard in 1991. Wow. That that yeah that's that it Bungie and Blizzard that those both blow my mind wow yeah I mean I knew it was was of that age but like it, yeah. yeah but because uh, because of course Doom was like a year or yeah. two later so uh but Bungie and Blizzard those two I mean th- those two are like the the titans. Of the video yeah. game industry, as far as like developers go, you know, there's pub- publishers, of course, are huge. Uh, that that absolutely, are big but yeah, them, but... when it comes to the Titans, those two, wow, yeah, and and what's hilarious actually is those two are uh, owned by competing 
businesses now. Blizzard, owned by Microsoft, and Bungie, owned by Sony. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Which, and that all happened this year, right? Or yeah, last? well, technically, technically, the uh, b- the Activision Blizzard um, oh, hasn't yeah. been approved by the federal government, but Bungie uh, is finalized now. Yeah, and uh, I mean, look, Activision Blizzards. That's just go, that's just happening. So yeah, that's just happening. Yeah, thirty years later, wow. uh, those those businesses. Of course, of course, Bungie would go on to be owned by Microsoft for ten years, and then now they're yeah. they're owned by Sony. Um, yeah, isn't that funny? How that? Yeah, because they did go to Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the three hundred and sixty games, you know were huge under Bungie, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, my favorite Halo was Bungie's last game uh, for Microsoft. And that was Halo reach. Oh really? Wow. Which came out when I was 20 years old. (laughs) Oh no. Oh Oh, no. no. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I was, well, I got married in 2011, and so that game, I believe, also came out in 2011. Oh, maybe it came out. Might have come out 2012. I don't know. It was, it was somewhere around there. Anyway, Bungie. Yeah, Bungie. Yeah, I mean, for me, Halo Three was the big one. I think I really. Yeah, that one's really good too. It was. I mean, mean, for me, I just and you know on the and that was the 360, right? Yep. Finish the fight. Yeah, yep. it was just big, you know, and it was fun and it was, yeah, it was like, yeah. And I mean, people were wanting 360s for those games, you know, for the Bungie games, for sure. That was a smart purchase for Microsoft, but I was surprised they let them go. Did they? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember why they ended up. Do you remember why? They Bungie, just, Bungie just felt like they were being oppressed. And yeah, so they, right. they Microsoft they found out it. and was like, Are you seriously, you hate us? You hate being owned by us? And they were like, yeah. And they're like, all right, we'll, we'll uh, let you buy your ownership back. And they That's did. Right. And then they sold themselves to Sony. Yeah. I mean, like a decade later, but yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Well, so, but they <laughs> yeah. had, I mean, that was a tumultuous thing. They, they got separated themselves from Bund- or from Microsoft and then they, uh, they made a, a deal, a 10 year deal with Activision for destiny and got halfway through that deal. And we're like, uh, Activision wants us to put more of these games out and we just want it to be a games as a service. So we're going to cut this off early. And then they did that for like two or three years. And they were like, you know what we should, we need the, uh, we need, we need somebody financially supporting our, our growth. So yeah. they they yeah. got they they shopped it around again and yeah and got bought by Sony. We'll see how long they last with Sony. Let's just see how many owners Bungie can have. It, agreed. I think that is an interesting conversation. Yeah. Uh, over the years, for sure. But uh, uh, anyway, bringing it back to 1991, we have DMA Design uh, releases Lemmings. Oh yeah. Lemmings came out in that 1991. That was big. Yeah. That was really big. And Lemmings Lemmings is famous for being ported to like everything. Like Doom. Yeah, I was going to say the, the PC, you know, that was one of the, I mean, that was such a fun game that 
a lot of people who weren't gamers played, you know, which was, that was kind of new, you know, that was kind of a new thing right. of like getting new people into video games that normally wouldn't play video games. And, uh, yeah, Lemmings yeah. was one of those type of games, you know? Yeah, in 1991 alone, Lemmings came to Atari ST, MS-DOS, ZX Spectrum, PC-98, Macintosh, and Super Nintendo. Wow. And then, of course, it would go on to be ported to, like, literally everything forever. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, exactly. But, uh, well, I mean, that's not necessarily true, because um, some things that you would, some might call ports, others might say, oh, that's just a, a, a new game or a remake or what, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then, finally, I think the last thing that I care to talk about is that Final Fantasy IV came out in yes. uh, uh, in 1991. Final Fantasy II in North America, but Final Fantasy IV is really what it is. Yeah, um, that was such a that was such a lame deal. But <laughs> which I think Final Fantasy IV is pretty cool. I think of yeah. of the notable entries in the series, four is is neat for its. Um, its job system, its story, yeah. I think, somehow manages to be both extremely uh, <laughs> repetitive, like not repetitive in the in itself, but um, what do you call it when they just use like a lot of tropes all the time? Because uh, the story was like, oh, the crystals and the evil energy and the, you know, it's just kind of, but... Um, it had a lot of character work in it that I think was pretty foundational for the rest of the series. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think four is where they really started kind of getting their some of their systems down for what they were going to do in the future. You know, with other ones, yeah. and, and uh, uh, design architecture of of some of the core of some of the other games. But and I and honestly, the four or two. Uh, was probably the first one that really got my attention. You know, I had kind of ignored the first one completely, honestly, but uh, at the time, but two, a lot of people were talking, a lot of nerds like myself were talking about. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, any other, uh, any other big games that came out in 91, do you want to mention? Cause I've got two, just two more. Oh, really? Uh, no. Cause I mean, there's others, but I don't know that I care to bring them up. <laughs> totally. So what do you got? What do you got? Well, I've got two more, and I think they're big. They're, I'm going back to arcade here, but uh, The Simpsons, which was a... The Konami? Game. Yes, Konami uh, Simpsons. Oh, wow. 91. 91. 91, yep. Uh, That's a great was, game for 91. Oh, it really was. And it was, and it was you know, the four-player version and getting to play the different Simpsons characters and... Uh, the graphics, you know, of course, look cartoony, which is exactly the way they should look. And it was, you know, this, oh, yeah. this fun fighting game. And like each character had different, you know, uniqueness to them. And they could, you know, like Bart, I remember, of course, swinging his skateboard as a weapon. And it was just, yeah, it was just, and uh, Marge had her hair that she would fling out and attack. She had like with. a vacuum, I think. The show oh, and the vacuum. That's yeah. what it was. A vacuum. Yes. And Lisa, at least had like a jump rope. She would yes, swing. Yes, a jump rope. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. So Simpsons. And then yeah. uh, lastly. Which means, which means 
that Turtles must have also come out that year, right? So that's what I was thinking. And it, it doesn't, I'm not seeing it. You know, like I said, I worked at the movie theater and we had a copy of it. And uh, and I'm searching my fancy internet on my phone. Oh no, I guess according to Wikipedia, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game, came out in 1989, which uh, surprises me because it uses the same architecture as The Simpsons. So the fact that The Simpsons came Architecture, absolutely. Wow, 89, that's really even earlier and more amazing because, uh, you know, uh, I worked in the theater for two years. Uh, I actually worked... uh, the last two years of high school. So I would have worked in 91 and 92. And then, yeah, at, towards the end of my senior year, I decided I was working mostly nights and weekends, but I wanted to live the high school life. I, I just wanted to have some time off at, for my senior year. So I ended up quitting like the last four months before my graduation. Oh. But Okay, you know what? Yes. No, I the don't. Good- so the the good one came out in 1991. Turtles oh. in Time. Oh yes, Turtles in the Time. The good one came out in 1991. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, unfortunately, that was not the the one that we had at the movie theater. We had the original. The you know, which I you know, once again, it was it was a unique game. It was fun just that that music playing over and over again at the theater was brutal. But uh, the last arcade game I wanted to bring up was uh, another one uh, similar uh, Spider-Man, the video game. Uh, Oh. 1991. uh, And this was similar to the Konami architecture. I think it was Konami, wasn't it? Uh, Look it up for me. But it... uh, what I remember was it was a straight, you just played Spider-Man. There was no four player and it was a fighting type game, you know, where you just kind of walked along and, or, you know, used your, you didn't really do a lot of swinging if I remember correctly. It was mostly just fighting with your spider web and fighting uh, random enemies. I was trying to even remember who you fought in that one, but, uh, but that came out in 1991 and that was a big deal because, you know, uh, anytime I saw Marvel characters, that was kind of huge, you know, as, as a comic book collector in my, uh, earlier years, uh, you know, comics were nerd stuff, you know, they weren't movie, you know, billion dollar movies. They weren't, you know, right. they weren't even video games sometimes, you know, especially at the arcades, you know, so seeing Spider-Man and, you know, uh, and of course the Batman movie came out in like 89 or something like that. That was so huge because once again, these were nerd things and they were becoming popular. Uh, they were starting to become really popular. Uh, yeah. So that- Sega released Sega Spider-Man, wow. the video game in 1991. Wow. And it included characters such as Spider-Man, Black Cat, Hawkeye, and Namor the Submariner, who is being introduced in the MCU this year in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah. 
Oh wow! Some, Na- oh, Namor is like weird. a huge part yes. of that movie this year. So wow, yeah. that's actually. I mean, honestly, that's a really kind of cool because yeah. yeah, it did have those four characters. So I guess you could yeah. do four play then. Uh, four characters. I don't. Yeah, wait. It was it's good. No. Yeah, one of four heroes: Spider Man, Black Cat, Submariner, and Hawkeye. Wow. You know, I'll be honest. When I played it, I just remember either playing. I Who would choose playing, anything but Spider Man? Yeah, you you play Spider Man because it's Spider Man, right? But and why would they I, have picked Namor instead of like oh, I Captain know. America? I. That's a really good question. I I I, you know, now that you said that, I totally remember that because it was so unique. Like like you just yeah. said, it was like why do you why do you pick Submariner over? all the other Marvel characters that were, of course, you know, at least in the nerd world were, were much more popular. You know, Submariner was not like a comic book that people collected at that point. So yeah, an interesting choice, but I like the idea that he's the first mutant and he does predate Aquaman, but he does predate. And, and that's, that's a good thing to clarify because a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Uh, this game sounds neat. I mean, uh, apparently it includes, you know, the, the Spider-Man villains you would want to see Kingpin, Venom, Dr. Yeah, Octopus. I totally want to go back and play through it. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if it's on the mister. I would like to try this out. I honestly don't know. It, I'm going to have to look as well because yeah, like yeah. that, in fact, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm going to go use my 8 arcade stick, which again, thank you for the recommendation on that. Uh, it's that's just a good. great great little uh i just love how you can use it on so many different systems as always uh i love that the charging cable goes in and you have that you can actually you know use it as a charging cable or you can use it to connect if you want a wired connection pretty pretty amazing stuff 8-bit-do you need to send me a free shirt because uh, i'm totally advertising for you I uh, I pretend to use it with the wired connection, but I do absolutely I, love that it can be used with anything. So the wired is good? Yeah. Yeah. The wired um, cable that it comes with is like a mile long, oh, but yeah. uh, right? I yeah. assume that's, I mean, that's kind of great because then you can use oh, it wired yeah. even like sitting on your couch or whatever. If you, I was if you don't say, sit, I can sit there on my chase, you know, in like, yeah. I could practically use that in my other bedroom for crying out loud. I mean, it's, it's, it's a mile long, uh, on the mister. How does it work? Okay. The Apido, it works yeah. great. It works. Just auto, excellent. No, no, yeah. no manual. Uh, I think you might have to, up. I think you might have to map the keys, but the, I mean, yeah. it works great. I use yeah, it in X. Hurts, you know, the keys were mapped. Yeah. I mean, if, to my satisfaction, you could of course manually map them, but it was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, cool. for for arcade games, I like to map uh, the buttons a little differently sometimes, but uh, sure. just because you got to do like an insert coin and a player one button. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks like um, it looks like. Spider-Man the video game runs on the Sega 32 uh, system. Sega System 32. Yeah, which uh, the uh, Hotego has not done that yet. He's working on or has worked on the Sega 16 core. So maybe eventually. 
Uh, we'll get Sega yeah. 32. He did the Sega 16, which is of course the Shinobi uh, yes. uh, era of games. So that which is awesome because uh, I love playing that on the Mister. So. So yeah, uh, that is the year 1990. Uh, in video games, I think we're gonna wrap it up though. Um, yeah, we're uh, yeah, we're a little over an hour. Yeah, so thanks everyone as always for watching or listening. Sorry, uh, this has been Retro Resolutions. I'm Dylan. This is Matt, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>